0: Up in your glass here, right, Jeff.
1: It's iced tea.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Is it
2: really a fancy scotch that you have or? No, it's pretty cheap scotch. Yeah. yeah. Sure.
1: yeah. Can I get
2: some? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're recording a bit later so so some people are having drinks in this uh podcast here. You started it. I started it. Yeah, well, let's know it's, no, it's uh, after 5. After 5 I feel it's okay for us to have drinks. Is <laughs> it after 5 for real?
2: Yeah. Jesus.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're no. doing, like, uh Overtime Edition podcast. Overtime
0: Edition, yeah. 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 Overtime Edition. Yeah. <laughs> so, welcome back to the, the Tribute Games podcast. Uh, Tribute Games is an uh, independent game studio in Montreal, and we are making games such as Mercenary Kings and Wizorb, which you can find on a variety of platforms. And uh, that's our show is pretty much us talking about the behind-the-scenes, what it's like making games, and uh, discussing the games we're playing as well. So... Uh, I'm Eric Belzil, I'm the writer at Tribute Games and I'm also the social media manager. I'm Dom2D and I'm digesting. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
3: Stefan, I'll, I'll join you on that. <laughs> also doing some art.
4: Oh, I also do design sometimes.
2: Yeah. Uh, Justin, art and game design. Uh, Andy, uh, programming.
1: And Jean Francois, also programmer. And full time boss. Full time boss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds awesome the way you say it. Yeah. 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 So we don't have Carl this week. No, so no, no,
0: he's busy. <laughs> he's busy being a father and a, a comic book man.
4: Okay, Got so it? I'll try. I'll try to be the the Carl and just ask
2: questions. That do your best, Carl imitation. I don't do imitations. <laughs> you do imitations, Carl. Yeah, uh, go for it. Um. Uh, okay, so I'm drawing Batman. <laughs> oh, God, <man>. it's, okay.
0: <laughs> I think it's a, it's a good building block to a better uh, a better I, impression. <laughs> I didn't say it
3: was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't do anything. Well, you know, oh, sorry, Carl. We we
0: love the... and miss you, Carl.
2: Yeah. Um, guys, what have you been playing this week? I finished Shantae, and uh, it was great. Nice little uh, walk in the park. Uh, What's Shantae? Shantae was a. It's the third of a series. Of uh, A platformer made by WayForward, and you play, it's like a little genie girl who attacks enemies by whipping her hair.
3: Was it originally made by WayForward? Like yeah. a Game Boy version? Yeah, It's their own...
2: Yeah, IPR, it's, it's like... their own uh, franchise. They actually really originally wanted it to be on PC. Okay. So, like, by the time they got around to finishing it, it was always like, ah, you know, let's just bring it to another different platform and stuff. So, like, even when it came out on Game Boy Color... The GBA had just come out, so they were always a little bit behind, but, you know, f- 15 years later, the franchise is well-established, so. So, so... so,
4: these games always kind of seem really easy to me, like, from... I haven't played one com- to completion, but is does it get any harder
2: at some point, or...? You know, the, the first one was a bit tough, but this one was easy, Yeah, and, uh, like, I finished it without, like, Game Over, not once, Okay, and... Initially, that kind of bothered me, but it's actually a really good sort of like observation because it kind of even made me rethink about like a uh, challenge in game design in general. Because I think people definitely want like a return on their investment when they start yeah. playing a game. So if they know they're going to be able to finish it, they're going to stick with it. Mm-hmm. And then you think, well, then what's the point of like giving any kind of challenge to the player? I think that's where speed runs come in.
4: There's that, but also uh, you might put the challenge as the. The, f- the focus for the player instead of the story like I think Shantae your goal is probably to go through and see the levels and beat the boss but there's nothing else after that like it's linear right but a yeah. game like keep, the challenge is everything like it's it's, yeah. it's because it's hard that it's,
2: it keeps you coming back yeah yeah that's true so uh, you can do it in a number of ways and I think all of them are good. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's it's definitely kind of made me rethink things because anytime i finished a game and I haven't seen anything that resembles a game over screen, yeah. I always kind of thought it's busted. Because it'd be like, you know, like, hey, dumb, uh, let's uh, start playing basketball. And then, you know, we win the, the, the grand championship <laughs> or something. You know, it's like well, if you never have any, like, failure, you don't have any sense of, like, progression almost. So.
4: And it's been a big topic this week, too, right? Because we play tested the uh, curses and chaos a yes. bit this week and difficulty is like there's so many ways you can do it uh, especially since curses is both single player and uh, co-op how do you balance those things? And yeah. so, but you could decide to just make it easy and let the players go through it. Or make it challenging that it takes 10 hours just to get good enough to yeah. maybe finish it.
2: So, yeah, we're definitely probably a little too old school in our tastes. And I think that caters to a certain public, too. Mm-hmm. But it does give you some pause for reflection and think, well, you know, maybe there's something in like giving players a definite sort of like promise of of completion. Yeah. And then you can give the challenge another th- in other ways. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that was fun, and then I also started uh, fantasy life, which is very deep. It's deep. Yes. How deep? Oh god, I don't even know. Like that's the thing—you throw it down the well, and it's like—but is? do hear it, nothing.
4: <laughs> is it deep only in numbers, or is it deep in like the the depth
2: of actions you can take? In in like I I have like. I don't even like it's 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 impossible to say right now okay. like that's the thing I haven't I can't even see the end of anything of the multiple things that you can do you're okay. never at a loss it's it's really like masterful in how it's designed yeah that's cool so that's what I'm up to what about you guys I have also
4: been playing Fantasy Life how do you uh, like it? I like it it's my like when I'm about to go to bed I just play like half an hour or an hour your cooldown um, game. Yeah, it's my cooldown game. It's been very good for that. Like, I slowly get all the jobs. There's, for those that don't know, there's 12 different jobs that you can do in the game. And they're all relatively different. Like, you can be a, a woodcutter, so you just go and chop down trees. But you can also be a hunter that throws arrows at monsters. Or you can be a blacksmith that takes ore that you've mined and make items with them mm-hmm. so they're all kind of different games but all in all when you grab all those jobs together you can kind of do all of them at once like you go into a run you kill monsters you grab a bunch of resources you come back and make items with it and then you get better at combat because you have a better sword right right. but that's the part that's interesting to me is that it's not only about one of those things it's kind of all of them. Oh, yeah
2: and that's fun. Yeah, it's fun because we both went at it in different ways. Like, I mm-hmm. just beelined one class in particular yeah. to get as far down mm-hmm. I could. And, like, again, I still haven't seen the end in sight. Mm-hmm. And but I'm, you... like, 15, to 17 hours in.
4: Yeah, it's kind of funny because you you done you did the, uh, the the main combat yep. class, basically. You did the path paladin or mercenary? Mercenary, yeah. Mercenary, yeah. But you've, you haven't done any of the crafting yet,
2: right? I started with, like, uh, uh, smithing and um, okay. mining. So okay. I just just started.
4: But it's it's funny that you can basically go anywhere in the world now because you're strong enough.
2: Uh there's still
4: stuff that's blocked off but it's pretty big like I can go most places. Okay. So now now you can just get the crafting and then start picking up resources everywhere. Right? Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. It's it's uh, it was frustrating for a bit cuz it's like something like I couldn't chop down trees yeah. I couldn't mine for ores and that's why I got all the jobs because I was like I want all of those things <laughs> yeah that's all I want
1: is there a story in that game where it's yes. just like Shenmue's uh pickup pallets and <laughs>
4: <laughs> no yeah. just work no, um all, all, all the characters all the the, the classes that you can get all start with kind of an intro story okay so the there each job for example the the hunter has a, a hunting master that tells you how to hunt but it also gets you into a small story about hunting and like other people that are doing it or learning it or like maybe there's a legendary master somewhere that you want to find and stuff like that. I, I did the first two classes that I did I went through the story and it's basically just teaching you where to go and what items to use. But I skipped all the other ones. Because you have the option when you start a new class to just skip it. Uh, right. Because <laughs> that's not what I wanted in the game. Like, it's pretty long cutscenes with pretty good dialogue, but it's still a bit boring. Skipping, skipping my,
3: stories? Yes, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry
4: yeah, I'm so sorry. Uh, but, yeah, I'm skipping those. But there's there's also a, a main story that is pretty interesting so far.
2: You can really play it at your own pace and do whatever you feel like. And you're never at a loss. Like, I'm never confused and there's always stuff to do and stuff to explore. There's night and day cycles. I mean, it's robust. It's, yeah. it's pretty well-crafted. Combat is pretty simplistic, but it's
4: exactly what I needed for that game. Yeah. Like, uh, I've also been playing, like like uh, I told Steph this week, I played 12 hours of Diablo 3 on Saturday. <laughs> uh, actually, 13, because it was uh, daylight saving time. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I played from 7 to 7 with, with a friend, co-op, Diablo 3. And but you play that on console, right? On console, yeah, the, the new PS4 edition. It's really good, it's really solid, it's really fun and smooth. The combat is really simplistic also at some point. Like, it's, it's really complex, there's a bunch of things you can do, but right. you can also just plow through monsters pretty easily. But the last four or five hours that we played, we switched to a harder difficulty. Okay. And that was really hardcore and really focused, and then you really have to time your things well. And then going back to fantasy life, it's so smooth. Yeah. It's like, there's like <laughs> a main attack and then they do a, a very well telegraphed attack they're about to charge towards right. so we can move away and it's 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 also a very good combat system because yeah. it's simple
1: so that comes to like your other idea where like in Shantae, you don't see a game over screen that still follows that same trend where like you just basically do stuff and yeah. never fail and just go at your own pace. And it's very
4: rewarding because you, you beat a couple of monsters, they drop a, I don't know, a fang or some money, and then you pick a flower, and then mm-hmm. you chop down a tree. I don't know, it's so so
2: hippie. But... Yeah, but it, <laughs> even though it is like really just kind hippie of life. Uh, easy and, and, and fun like that, like uh, after about 10 hours it started to feel a little grindy, and I was walking around, and then there's like this like master level boss monster that just was prowling the map. And I, I, just kind of poked I <laughs> He one shot killed me, and I was like, nice. All right. "So there's actually some meaty challenge okay. here too." Oh, cool. um, I haven't played the multiplayer. Well, we played this, uh, just a bit just to test it, but I haven't really played the multiplayer or the online. So,
4: but the multiplayer seems to be just we're in the same world. Yeah. So we we're, we can don't even have to be in the same place. You can just do your thing and yeah. be in the same same universe. It's pretty awesome. Right? Yeah. I like that. They 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 didn't feel the need to invent a different mode or anything. It's just mm-hmm we're all together in this world, and mm-hmm. we can picking up flowers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh. <Fine>. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: ever, ever since uh, Quebec government outlawed flow, uh, flowers, we can't pick them anymore outside but i'm glad we finally have a video game where we can do that oh yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yeah it's the grand theft auto of...
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's grand theft auto for us because uh, we can't do that outside
4: here in montreal it's terrible how about you steve have you been playing something other than eating chili
3: uh, uh, really chili cheese steaks. Steaks. oh god for me to huge <laughs> mistake. <laughs> yeah no i well nothing really that interesting i i have I played a bunch of uh, uh, Toby's uh, very cool adventure yeah it was okay you finished really it, so I guess it was well, well. yeah I finished one character because I have this problem <laughs> ma- mental problem <laughs> where I can't not finish things it was super cute but I, I think they try to do uh, too many things with the controls and it's basically a platformer where you go
4: down into a level and then have to go back up as it kind of Crumbles apart. Yeah,
3: exactly. Oh. it's pretty So yeah, it's it's really it's really nice, and the uh, the look of it is is really cute, and like it looks like it should be really fun, but the controls aren't tight enough I, for for my taste. Just kind of a meh
1: <laughs> Kind of reminds me of that Wario game on GameCube where like you is had it? to go. Um, no. Not sure where you had to go get like a. Uh, some trophy or something yeah, at War- the end, then you had to like run out of the, the dungeon.
4: Mario 4 was like that. You needed to get through a level, get a treasure, and then get the fuck out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's an interesting principle, especially in, in uh, Toby, the level changes
3: a whole lot. I think in Mario yeah.
4: also, like, there were blocks that appeared or disappeared depending on which state
3: you were in. That makes it a kind of puzzly a bit. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. But it, it, it stays really, really simple and, and shallow. A bit shallow. Yeah, but if the control were, would have been really tight, it would have been really, really cool. Mm. Like, really simple, but really fun. But the fact that the controls are a bit floaty and just not not precise enough, it makes it not really that fun. I don't know. I played the Rochard, super floaty. Oh, yeah, I a platformer. Right, right. uh, platformer, like a 3D one. Yeah, this one was kind of better because the, the, the gameplay wasn't really uh, relying on... The character being super, the controls being super tight. So it, it didn't really matter that it was floaty. And, and they explained it by the setting, like it's a, it's a mining, uh, mining companies in space. And I played Shank, the first one. Pretty old school. So you're just going through the Steam store and just playing yeah, all exactly. the conference. Well, there was a <laughs> Halloween uh, super sale. Oh, yeah, that's right. So... Yeah. You
1: know, I have all those games, and <laughs> with all these Steam sales, I can't get around to, like, beating or even trying most
2: of them. Yeah, So, so it, you it, could almost say you're running out of Steam. It, oh, that was a uh, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it really... Um, it really bothers
3: me, like I, when I, I buy too much stuff and I, I I don't play them. So right now I'm trying to not buy anything <laughs> new and just play the games I have. So yeah, I have a bunch of stuff, uh, a big old big old, of old stuff, yeah, that I have to to go through. How about you, Andy? Uh, this week has been pretty quiet. I uh, mostly been planning a move to a new apartment and stuff. So I haven't really gotten much time to just sit down and play games. That's, That's alright.
0: Yeah. Uh, as for me, I'm still playing uh, uh Link Between Worlds. I am still loving it. It's again, I'm really impressed how the uh how the 3D mechanics, how they made it not a gimmick and make it like they baked it in the whole game. I in the first and I am in my first dungeon in the in Low Rule, which is I guess they're the new dark world. It's again, it's still fresh and a lot of fun. I'm really impressed. Uh, like just the, the the boss in that uh, dungeon, it's a, a, sort of a big ghost with a shield, and then you have to go and flatten yourself on the shield on its shield, and then go around and attack. Like that's the type of uh, fun, puzzly uh, logic that I like in a Zelda game, especially in a Zelda boss fight. I feel like you know, in the last couple of years, all Zelda bus bus fights eventually end up being the same. You just use the thing you got in the dungeon. And uh, and you use it against the bad guy. So now this is a bit more different. And I feel like all the the big the big um, uh, boss moves are our strategies have all been done in either in Link to the Past or in um, Carrying Off Time. Or, yeah. Like it feels like every game since is sort of reashing yeah. the stuff yeah. we've seen in those two games. So that
4: kind of little boss battle like was felt really yeah. fun. I, th- I think the flattening. Kind of power is is really the Joker in that game. Like it adds something that like kind of a wild card that adds to all the other powers in a way. Yeah. I again, like
0: I said, I really did not think that that would be such a great yeah, right. idea. Like it, it's funny that by becoming flat, it adds a new dimension oh, uh, yeah. whole, uh,
4: to the whole thing. But here you go. Yeah. Here yeah. you go. Have you, have you done some of those temples that? Are basically big, challenges. Uh, yeah, the challenges. Like you, they're basically flattening puzzles where you need to figure out a way to flatten and then uh, pop out on somewhere else and then go up the thing and then it's really like complicated sometimes. But it's really uh, well. In, in some of the levels, there, in some of the dungeons, there's that. But, okay. yeah. but there are some like uh, specific temples or just that. It's just one giant room where it's really complicated to. Move. I've not uh, come across that yet, but it's it's interesting.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting, and uh, again, I'm really impressed how that's something I talked about last week. How the whole uh, renting items mechanic really changes up the whole game, makes like if when you rent items, uh, you eventually you can buy them. So just having to buy them makes that the grinding and getting more money uh, is more significant. Whereas before on Zelda, it was not really important to get that money, so that makes it more important. But also renting the items, and when you you die like they're being taken away from you. So when that happens, it uh, it raises the stakes for when you die in a way that had never been mm-hmm. really happened in Zelda. It's, it's
4: interesting how New Super Mario Brothers two and uh, that Zelda kind of came out around the same time, and mm-hmm. they were both really focused on the coins or the the rupees, depending. Mm-hmm. But they it's everything is around that. Like in Mario, it's all like everything is related to the coins. Everything gives coins. Coins are rewarding. The Rupees are way more important that one because of the shop, but also everything seems to ge- be giving rupees the puzzle. Uh the puzzles are all about trying to reach your rupees. Yeah. And it's way more fun now. And it's fun too,
2: because like I think this is the first Zelda in a long time where like your purse isn't at its maximum pretty yeah. much for like three quarters of the game. Yeah. Like I found with like what Yannick was saying in recent Zeldas, like there doesn't seem to be any consequence to anything you yeah. always have enough money to buy whatever you need at yeah. the time when you get to you it and you don't really need it all that much you, mm. need, you need the money to buy the the bigger purse <laughs> <laughs> <And>
3: that's, <laughs> that's pretty much it you just fill it and that's it <laughs> and <laughs> then yeah. you're
0: right. you buy that one bottle at the beginning of the game and then you're you're good yeah. so uh, yeah i again i'm really really impressed and how it, it's uh i feel it it comes up with its own interesting stuff so i'm enjoying it beyond the uh, Oh, this is a rehash. A rehash of something I really really like. So
2: yeah. the, new, the new mechanics are great.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's uh like I'm starting to think like are they going to make a new game without that because <laughs> that that'd be crazy now. Yeah. Like it feels or if they can find a new thing. Yeah, I think they will always find a new thing. If they can find like a, a new potent thing like flattening yourself on the wall, like that's the
4: Again, it's going to be pretty interesting. Yeah. It's pretty ballsy also to add a mechanic that has nothing to do with like what Link is is just like a flattening on the wall yeah. that would be like in other kind of game like indie games or stuff and so
0: yeah like I like how it's not a cool badass power yeah. it's becoming a drawing on the wall and just like it's something that's I like, can characterize as being very Nintendo in a way. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't like, doesn't transform into a cool dragon or a dumb wolf like another Zelda game. How about you, Jeff? What do you believe?
1: Oh God! <laughs> Let me guess. Why? Yeah, <laughs> <Destiny>. <laughs> no. I'm still on Destiny, and I'll say this: like it's the first game I actually bought the season pass for, and I've always been against season passes, but this one I guess. What is wh- when is it pass? coming out? So, um. Oh, yeah. I think the first DLC will be uh in December. So a season pass is basically you pre order some DLC content, <laughs> which is kinda embarrassing to like say the least. I you
3: like, usually save like five bucks yeah, it's for, ridiculous, for three but... DLCs or something. So, I don't yeah. understand that that term the like season pass. It's why a, not or, just pre-order? What what was wrong with pre-order?
1: Because it doesn't sound <laughs> as cool. I don't know.
3: <laughs> this this yeah. season pass, I think it was Borderlands that
4: invented it, because they wanted to do more than one season. So it was like this season pass is like includes these three DLCs. Oh, because dude.
0: season pass really comes from iTunes when. You pay something yeah. and it'll download every episode of a show thought, uh, as they come in. So they, they just
2: borrowed that term. But right. I thought Season Pass was for, like, sports tickets. Like, oh, yeah, we got Season Pass. Oh, so for, yeah, so tickets. Maybe they're trying to rope in all the sports fans.
0: Well, I, I hear, like, sports fans are like, this has Season Pass also? <laughs> I yeah, So then, and, they, and they buy it. They love what? it.
2: DLC. Oh, yeah. I guess I have to play this now.
4: Are, yeah. you, are you at max level in Destiny?
1: Uh, not yet, okay. but I started getting legendaries, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to for my friend to give me back my 3DS so I can start the Bangayo spirit.
4: I want to want to see you play that because you seem to be you heard, you played the
2: old ones also, right?
1: Yeah, on Dreamcast, yeah. that was a pretty awesome game. But I never got around to trying the DS version. So yeah.
2: what it is, is it? good Bangayo?
1: Yeah, it's kind of like uh, you control a mech, and a, I don't know how you... Like, it's kind of like a bullet hell uh, platformer.
3: It's
2: Kind yeah, of puzzly like, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. It works, like, with a mechanic where you can shoot, like, at minimum, like, 50 missiles on screen. They all leave trails, and the rooms are all, like, really tight and puzzly. So, like, you're ricocheting, like, 100 missiles through down corridors and stuff, and, like, <laughs> you're, you're, like, using this at a right timing to sort of, like get a combo it's 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 really insane and very like has a nice aesthetic uh, to it yeah, cool, uh, cool. it's fun yeah but uh, they, and they actually make a lot of jokes in reference to the first game
1: yeah someone was telling me that on the ds it actually like slows down because there's just too much going on and apparently like it's a gameplay feature because it allows you to kind like, of oh, slow yeah. down time and like think about what you're doing and stuff Sounds kind of weird.
3: It gets pretty bad, actually. Like, sometimes it'll actually stall for, like, a solid second. There's a level where you basically are like at a a, a standoff against another mech who can shoot missiles the same way as you. Like, every time you get threatened, it's like you get more missiles to fire back. So it just keeps stacking on top of each other until the point of it's like... I don't know, thousands of (laughs) missiles. It it can't display them, and it's just, like, stalling the game while it does this.
2: It's a feature. (laughs) But uh, this being an old Game Boy, or DS game, this is before, like, they actually had, like, a lot of, like, online and transfer.
1: Oh, yeah, that's funny.
2: Yeah, they they had a pretty ingenious way of actually, like, you could... There was a level editor or something like that, and you could spend maps how?
1: Yeah, there's a level editor, and you could send your maps to other players, um in the same room by using, like, the, like it just outputs sounds like kind of like a fax machine. Yeah, and the microphone. Then you have so to use the microphone to yeah. capture the level. That's, so that's it, like, that boggles my mind. Like, why didn't you just use the multiplayer aspect of the PS or something?
2: I think it was still, like, uh, very nascent. Like, it wasn't quite there yet, so... uh Maybe. It was just, like, I remember that from way back when. It's like, that's so weird that you actually output a wave sound and it's actually just a signal and it's information. Yeah,
3: try to make one just by, <laughs> just just
2: by beatboxing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> when you see what you get, it's like, ooh. Uh,
0: now is the time for Dev Corner. Yay. Wow. wow. <laughs> Sounds like we're going to another yeah. this week.
2: I'm yeah. digesting. Ooh, yeah. I'm sorry. Is it that boring Philly. working at Tribute? No, it's pretty awesome. Come on. Yeah, that was the Philly cheesesteak talking, folks. It's the Philly cheesesteak. It's uh, Justin. Yeah.
0: There's been some uh, playtesting for Curses and Chaos this oh, week. Oh, has
2: there ever. That's been fun. So, what What happens when that happens? Okay, so, like. If you say so. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you. Like, I've been pretty much working in a bubble for a while, so. Mm-hmm. A lot, most of the contents kind of in, very in a basic form. So now I'm feeling like okay, there's enough to play here. And I'm having people at work starting to play it. So uh Jeff and uh or not, yeah, uh, not no. Jeff. Dom and uh, Steph were both gracious enough to start uh, putting some hours into it. So they're giving a few walkthroughs, and we just take notes. Mm-hmm. It's funny because you you basically wanted to.
4: Um, test your your waves, your right, right, right. level design, basically. But it, it became also about figuring out what the what, how the mechanics feel, and yep. and what the little details we can mm-hmm. iron out and everything. Now so, that we have good content to play, yes, yes. Yes, yes, so
0: yes, in the game is you're pretty much your two characters facing yeah. off waves and waves of enemies yes. with different patterns. So that so you are testing that out, like see, and what are you looking for, and what kind of stuff are you picking out? Mm-hmm. like Justin like when he tells you that like what do you take on board or write down or well, stuff like
2: that see and, and, and like it like there's so much feedback coming in at once it's like you really just have to take really good notes mm-hmm. and then after you know a couple hours you just prioritize and say like okay what's the things that came up the most like mm-hmm. if Steph and Dom both had like the same kind of comments about things it's like well that, that yeah. kind of holds like some for example point. there
4: there's an enemy in the game that you you were pretty used to the game so you were used to that yep. enemy but when we start facing it, we've never seen the, the witch. It's a witch that we were yeah. talking yeah. about. We both told you that we yeah. always died because of that yeah. enemy, uh, because of our pattern, or right, HP, right. and then, uh, our special attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's the kind of thing that you probably were looking for is which enemies are too strong, which right. waves are overkill, because when there's three witches, it's yeah, clearly yeah. overkill. Oh, yeah.
2: Um, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like I'm still pretty new to this whole game design thing, mm-hmm. so I'm figuring out a lot as I go. Uh, and so I guess like the, the the strategy is make as much content as you can, have people play it, and that way it's just like yeah. you just have mountains of data and feedback to, to work from.
0: Like right now, you have like a notepad, and yeah. there's a, it, it's a quite a large notepad. There's a bunch <laughs> of things You're written right, yeah. on it. So what I want to know is. Uh, uh, I'm wondering, like, what do you write on it? And then as you have that list, um, do you go case by case? Do you address, like, what happens when you have... How did that list come together and what do you do with it? Okay, well, What's
1: on line number three? That's what he's asking. What's on line <laughs> number
2: three? <laughs> yes. I think line number three was the wolves. No, I don't know. It's, uh, we just really just, again, it's like you address the things that came up the most. Like, I think uh, maybe the response time of the jump kick was something that came up a lot. So it's like, oh, okay, well, that's a very basic attack. Like, you do it... It's one of your primary attacks. So if something... Primary to the game is not quite perfect yet. That's obviously something you have to address. If there's something where it's like, this might be a cool idea, well, that's maybe low on the priority. So you want to just address the things that come up the most and then work down the stack from there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I also have John give his feedback on it too because he's the one programming it and he's got really good insight mm-hmm. about things. He knows, he knows the cost of all those things on that list. So. As well.
4: And also, he, I think he, since he's a designer also, he, like for example, he came up with the recovery, uh mechanic no, was that you that was that uh, Steph? Steph.
2: yeah, okay. Steph came up with that idea. So, like, for instance, like when you get knocked out of the air, you your character will take a tumble, and it's oftentimes where enemies can just gang up on you. yeah, so it it's kind of unfair, but it also it's like a risk reward thing because you know that you can do a lot of damage in the air, but you're also very vulnerable. But to address the fact that when you get knocked back, it's kind of a bit too unfair, Steh so It was frustrating, will... yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, you figured like, why don't you have a recovery? And it's like, oh yeah, that's actually something that comes up in a lot of beat em ups where like, if you're falling, you can time it well and you can do like a, a double jump in the air and recover. And you because can, you can press the jump button again. Exactly. exactly. And because it's something that's kind of a staple, it's, you know, people would be like intuitively ready to do it anyway. And there's also a, a, an idea of timing to it. This might be a little bit too technical. Like I, I'm not. No, no, no my head head let, let me be Carl
0: for a second. Yeah, I love this kind of stuff. Okay, let yeah. your Carl. I don't know. I Come do on. The,
2: just
4: there's a little Carl in all of us. Uh, <laughs>
0: He's gonna do it. I enjoy this stuff. There
4: you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's just being soft spoken. Yeah, and, uh,
0: but direct. Like, yeah. So there you go. So thank you. Continue. That's good. Yeah.
2: So um, what were we talking about? The recovery. Yeah. yeah. Because, again, it's something, like, I think people would expect to want to do because it exists in a lot of games. And there's a timing thing involved, so it's not, like, a gimme. Like, you have to actually consciously do it because the falling time, you know, eventually you'll hit the ground. So if you're good enough, you'll be able to recover, and it's awesome. Like, it's one of those small little detail things that, like, makes a huge, huge difference. So because the game, I think generally we kind of agree it's a little bit stacked against you right now. It's, like, a more than challenging. It's kind of a bit unfair at times. Yeah. We're just trying to bring it back to center a bit because, Mm -hmm. you know, to the other extreme, it's like if you do too many changes at once, the game goes... You know, yeah. to the left side where it's like fantasy life. It, no, <laughs> like basically, not you been paying attention?
4: Uh, <laughs> you, you basically want to get to a point where frustration is not an issue. Like the player doesn't feel frustrated; he feels like it's fair and you, it can get better. So right. then the content can get harder because yeah. the player is always always feels in control. So he's like, "Oh, I can I can beat this. You're mm-hmm. like,
2: it's not my my. It is my fault that I failed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and and you know, you got to take a lot of this with a grain of salt too, because like. Uh, one thing that was kind of satisfying is seeing that anytime you guys played two or three times in a row, you always got better. So it's like, ah, there is a learning curve to it as well. Mm -hmm. But then you have to also remember, like, the tendencies of what people like and expect now. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like games aren't necessarily easier, it's just the challenge. You can kind of address it in different ways. So I would definitely want to make it more fair.
4: Yeah, but it's also important to have people who have never played the game test it uh, often. Like, not like always try with new people yep cuz like you're going to do a bunch of fixes pretty soon and then I'm going to try it again but I'm starting to get yeah. used to it so I'm going to be a little better so you we always need to get new people in that don't know about anything and then you try it and if it feels comfortable right away you're you, you've hit you're on the track right track, track. Uh, yeah it's somewhere. kind
1: of like a reality check where yeah. like you're so used to your game you've been playing it for yeah. like six months or a year and you just have all the mechanics down so um yeah you obviously think it's super easy but then when you see people actually playing it yeah yeah
4: yeah, it was super useful. Like this week I also tested the prototype that we were working on and with just three people, but it was enough to even if it's super early, it was enough to know what they would stick on because I'm getting used to my stupid controls that are not super precise <laughs> and not super great. Mm-hmm. No, like, but it's not it's you're not great right right now. You are
0: showing for someone who would never listen. Oh, yeah. like, you're doing like you're working on a uh, on the platformer type of game.
4: Yeah, it's a it's a different game than curses. It's a new new IP, a new game uh and whoa whoa, whoa IB. Is a IP. d it isn't new i p but uh yeah i just i just we me g f and uh and Andy we worked on our prototype, and it was kind of at a point where it was testable like it was it had a full loop it had it had a full uh, full uh, playthrough you could play through the game, so it was at a point where we needed people with fresh eyes to see uh, the game, play the game, try it. It is not great right now, but it's fine. Like, that's the whole point, is to know which points are not as fun as they should be and how the players should feel about the game and everything. It was a good exercise, for
2: sure. Yeah. So things are coming together. Uh, I should also note, uh, Steph's been doing a bang-up job with the intro, which was also written by Yannick. Yeah. Yay. So It's fun that's to see awesome. everyone's contributions really... like. And uh, John right now is uh, coding a new boss. Mm -hmm. So before long, we're actually going to have a lot of new content. Yeah. We're all working. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, no, it's fun. It's really fun to see a game come together and, like, all these small changes play a big part. It's fun.
1: What about me? You're not mentioning what I'm doing?
2: Oh, hey. Well, what are you doing there?
1: Well, I added online to your game.
2: And it's funny because at the start of the week... He's like, I might have this ready for the end of the week. And this was Monday. And, like, Monday it's like, yeah, it's pretty much done.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's still still not, like, perfect, but it's playable to some extent. So
4: Um, you'll be able to play co-op online?
1: um, Yeah, and offline on consoles or PC because on Vita two players on one screen is yeah. <laughs> on one controller yeah. would it
3: be possible
4: <laughs> like just um, technically i don't think there's enough probably, would there be enough. Uh, there's enough um,
1: yeah someone power? could probably have like the d-pad and a shoulder and then the other one has the buttons and a Press shoulder
2: up to jump uh, <laughs> let's uh, do it all right you heard it here first folks It's not going to (laughs) happen. No, it's not. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, it's fun. And there's always, like, smaller things that get added that make a big difference. Uh, Yeah. Screen sizes and crap like that. What are you working on, Yannick?
4: Uh, right now, I'm doing
0: some. Uh, well, I'm always banning the social media, but I'm doing some uh, 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 writing for uh, the new IP for your game. So, uh, what I'm doing right now is, uh, like I mentioned in the past, I'm trying to generate ideas for the game and uh, generate like a, an outside an outside world for our game to uh, to take place in. And just like come up with ideas that uh, eventually, uh, that hopefully you and uh, Stefan like, and uh, would inspire you when it's time Mm -hmm. to design uh, levels uh, or characters or stuff like that that you'd you'd find interesting, and hopefully eventually we can like uh, thread that into like a a simple but uh, a a simple story, but that still like uh, grabs the player. So, right now, like, ideally, we could have, uh, uh, we don't know how many levels we'll have, but it would be fun to have, like, uh, fun, high concept ideas for each levels. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm trying to think that every level would be, like, a, a fun B-movie, or a a pretty good Doctor Who episode. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, so I'm coming up with stuff like that, and now what I've started today, actually, is I'm going to write either like half a page or a full page about Ideas for different levels, what's the backstory of that level, how it works, and uh, hopefully you guys read that and either you're inspired or you check it in the bin, but... Uh, no, but
4: that's... I mean, that's awesome, because we're not trying to just do, like, the lava level and the ice level. It's more... It has more depth and... Where does that ice come flavor. from? Flavor. <laughs>
1: yeah, comes from Montreal. Yes! Are um, there any A movies? Like, is that a thing? A movies? Yeah, there's B movies, but... Well, I guess
0: any big blockbuster movie would be uh, considered,
4: like, a triple-A movie. Yeah, I think Transformers is a triple-A movie. Uh, well, like, does
1: Michael Bay say, like, this is my triple-A movie, I, I, I Transformers? I like think Interstellar
2: would be a triple-A
0: but there, anything that's a big blockbuster that comes out with a big campaign stuff is considered like a triple A.
2: Sure. How about this? Are there B-movie games? Uh, um,
4: now there is, actually. There's no. a bunch of indie games that are like, especially horror, ga- horror games, are uh-huh. really badly made. But people love them anyway because they have like their one error. aspect that's really good. Like They're usually pretty self-aware, huh. too. Uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty fun to see the, the spread of games going far into the quality side yeah, with triple yeah, yeah. A with big budgets but also like a super like, small budget that had to do something one thing right Yeah, and they like, still become cult.
2: It's pretty Who's going to be the Ed Wood of the video games industry? Yeah. I don't know. There's
1: that um, House of the Dead game that's... Oh, oh it's, yeah, kinda, yeah. it's House of the Dead uh,
4: uh, overdrive? Overkill? Overkill, yeah. yeah.
1: That was pretty B-movie. It's, a, it's pretty B-movie but it's still <laughs> somewhat triple A-ish but yeah, yeah. that was pretty good.
2: Or maybe like uh, I Want to Be the Guy yeah, that's, that's pretty like poorly made,
4: but it's kind uh-huh. it, of it has something really great versus the hardcore level design. Yeah, it's not approachable at all. What are we talking about? <laughs> Movies and: quality. I, and... I think
0: we were talking about ending this podcast because I think we're at the end, guys.:
4: the yep. end. Yes, we're at the end. So yeah, uh, when, when Carl's not there, it just goes really fast because nobody has questions.: there you go. I, I think we will miss you, Carl. Yeah. yeah. Guys, where can we find you on the Internet uh, this week? I'm at Dom 2D, but only if I survive the chili cheese steak that I
2: ate. Yeah. The <laughs> chili uh, cheese steak? Yeah. Chili <laughs> steak. Yeah. I won't be on the internet I think, this week. Uh, uh, Justin underscore CYR. I'm Eggboy Color. And JF Major
1: with a zero so,
4: yeah. Dude, I really hope that one time you just arrive on the Pirates and you
1: say GF major with an O. You know, like, fun- oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? Someone I got a like an email this week. Like someone was trying to email someone at JFmajor.com oh. and it turned out that the guy had, like, some other... Like, the same name as me, but uh, I think his email is at Jean F. Major or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, at least I have the .com. I'm pretty awesome.
0: You can find me at Belzil on Twitter, and you can find Tribute Games at Tribute Games, as well as uh, Facebook.com slash... Tribute Games uh, uh, on justtributegames.com if you want so uh, please follow us if you like this podcast uh, please give us a review on iTunes five stars please five stars five stars <laughs> and uh, uh, buy our games we recently we currently have uh Wizard and Mercenary Kings that's available to you please consider buying them it'll be great that's pretty much it so thanks for uh, listening to us and we'll be talking at you next week
3: yay, yay. So don't
4: (laughs) don't make that thing. (laughs) You know what? Cause then in like fourteen weeks we're gonna be like so.